0: Executive assistance isn't something that you can study only, it's a process. In Gabi's case, it started with getting familiar with office work, doing bookkeeping, becoming a commercial employee, going up the ladder all the way to the carpet floor, as they call it in Germany. Here's Gabi, enjoy.
1: Hello, Laura, thanks for inviting me for this interview. So uh, I'm very happy that I can be your guest today. And um, I'm an executive assistant. That's what uh, was my profession. I used to work for big companies in uh, the so-called floor, uh, floor carpet or carpet floor, and uh, it was a very interesting and challenging position.
0: Hmm, what's uh, a carpet uh, floor?
1: <laughs> that's very <laughs> funny. Yes. That is the, that is this floor where all the management sits, you know, where, where there is normally just the carpet and in the other floors there are, there isn't. So that's what we in assistance land call the carpet, uh, the, the carpet floor, the Teppich Etage in German. Uh-huh, okay. So it's like the premium uh, floor. Oh, yes, definitely. Usually the top floor. <laughs> the top floor. Yes. Yes. But the top management sits. Yes. And did you know from the beginning that that's what you wanted to do? i knew i wanted to be some something in in an office i wanted to to be working in an office but i never thought of uh of exactly what i ended up at the end to be an executive assistant you know this is uh something you cannot do your apprenticeship and say i'm now executive assistant this is a process that you have to go through the years and that is the interesting part
0: before we delve into what is the job of an executive assistant, uh, how did you start academically? What kind of ap- a background do you have?
1: Well, thanks for asking, uh, Laura. I did actually what usually everybody did some, uh, some about uh, 40 years ago or 30 years ago. I did the commercial apprenticeship. And uh, at this time, it was uh, sufficient after the apprenticeship to search for a job, and most of the time you got it. So I did the commercial apprenticeship, and I uh, thought let's let's go for it. i I didn't really think where it was going to end up. And then uh, with my with about twenty years of age, I went to Canada. As a mother's helper, learned the English language because I always liked the English, but it was not well enough to work for work with. So I never stopped using it in my, in my profession. And then, um, yeah, from there, I continued to go up the ladder, let's put it that way. And that's where I ended up. <laughs> a few <Yes>. years later <laughs> <laughs> many years later yes
0: <laughs> so yeah what did you um what did you do at the beginning when you when you got your first job what was your uh, your function
1: my very first job i really have to think back very very strongly i think my first job was in the big city of zurich in a Company who was uh, doing uh, f- uh, um, looking for oils, uh, you know, it was um, uh, an oil company. Okay, and I was in the bookkeeping department. So okay. because I did the commercial apprenticeship with the Type or it's called the, for the. It's mainly focused on numbers, and you can do also the other part. It's focused on on um, on languages, but i did I did my apprenticeship in a Drhand Bureau in German, and uh, so I was focused on numbers, yes. That's where I was in my first job there, yes.
0: Okay, then from there, you got yourself familiar with the uh, with the office work. And then, what happened that took you down to the profession of being um, an assistant?
1: Well, at the beginning, when you when you start your first or second or third job, you are more or less just a commercial employee, like a helper. Okay, so you really have to uh, to get used to everything, and you cannot just become a, a first a first assistant to somebody. So, meaning you have to learn your skills, of course, which I did. You have also to to learn how to handle uh, the office work and the people around you. It's not really easy sometimes, and you are not necessarily um, having a supervisor, but you maybe you have uh, another older assistant as your as your uh, immediate boss. let's put it that. And I think it was like that, as far as I can remember. So the, the CEO or the manager, which is up in the, in the floor uh, with the carpet, in the carpet floor, <laughs> is not necessarily then your, your uh, direct supervisor. But this is the interesting part. And when I look back, uh, I could write a book about everything what I did so far. <laughs> I really <laughs> remember it just now. <laughs>
0: I'm sure there must have been some fun parts and, and really, some harder yeah. parts of, uh, yeah, of the job.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and
0: what, what would your, your, your typical day look like as an executive assistant?
1: Well, Laura, I have to admit there is no typical day to be as, as an executive assistant. If you have a typical day, then there is something wrong and you better uh, very, very quickly leave this job. <laughs> okay boring, yes, because this is the main thing on in our profession, you have never a day which is the same like the other day. This can't be, otherwise you are stuck in a in in a boring job, and uh, this is not what it is. So my typical day to say it that way, I mean, in the morning, uh, some 20, 30 years ago, you bring the coffee to your manager, right? So forget about this nowadays. I would say to my manager, please, there's the coffee machine, you know? <laughs> but these things have changed, of course, through, in, through the years. I mean, typically in my apprenticeship, I can tell you the first thing I had to do was emptying the ashtray of my, of my supervisor, of my boss. That was the thing that I did in the really? beginning. Really? Yeah. So it's, I mean, the times really changed through all these years. And I don't think it's the same today than it was uh, some 40 years ago when I did my apprenticeship and my first jobs and so on.
0: So, yeah, there's now a lot of emails to read, right? So I guess it's about reporting and organizing meetings for for your superior and uh, stuff like thats that. Is that- Typical or?
1: Yes, yes. Typically, when you come to your desk, the main thing you do is you check your mail. In previous years, we checked the paper mail. You know, we went to the, to the letterbox. We opened the letters, the envelopes. Uh, we distributed it to the different managers. And nowadays, we open the email and we distribute it that way. So this is mainly the first thing you do. But my first thing to do when I come to the office at the time when I still used to be at the office, which I'm not since two years, is I had to have a coffee. Without the coffee, I couldn't work nothing worked and it was always good when my manager had the same thing he always needed a coffee first <laughs> <laughs> yes and then the work can start and so you do your emails and then you start to to see what are the pendings from yesterday what is on the play today do you have some projects do you have uh, some something to do for different team members do you have to do something for your manager do you have to uh, to book trips, meetings, organize meetings, uh, whatever. I mean, I can give you a list of 100 points, definitely. It's really, really different.
0: Is it a stressful job?
1: Uh, I would say it depends a lot uh, in which company you are. Um, what I like the most is big companies. I like the big companies which were global working so it's never the same uh, in these companies but when you are stressed it's normally your own stress my motto was always if you are stressed you do something wrong because then you cannot cope with your tasks so when you are at the point to be stressed you have to check yourself what can I do that the stress uh, is not killing me because on such a position Everybody depends on you. You are you're not, you are not necessarily only, um, let's put it that way, uh, supporting one manager. Maybe you support uh, two, three, four, five managers. Maybe you support a whole team. That was my role, you know. And then you have to set priorities. So set your priorities right, and you are not under your stress. Okay. So it's it's good
0: to be able to prioritize in this job.
1: Definitely yes, but but you have to you got to learn your uh, lessons. Sometimes you prioritize wrongly, and then uh, you get maybe a problem because you set the wrong priorities. But for me, it was mainly um, I am the type who always needs deadlines. So the thing which I always told my managers, I need always deadlines. So when you need this task done, tell me when. And then it needs to be a soft deadline and it needs to be a hard deadline. And that's my way of working.
0: And if they tell you as soon as possible or yesterday, which is the typical answer.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I say, okay, okay. uh, I will see when I can do it. And I mean, uh, it it depends. You got to be thinking a little bit and you can judge yourself. If you are grown up enough uh, being an executive assistant, while doing this task, what you do, you should be able to judge whether it's urgent or it's not. You know, if you do a trip that it starts tomorrow, I would say it is very urgent. You know, if you do a trip that is for in two months, you have a little bit more time. If your manager needs to go into a meeting and uh, he forgot to prepare some paperwork, it is very, very urgent, you know. But this is exactly like the salt in the soup, what makes this job so uh, challenging that you never know what comes next. Is it
0: true that you need to know the company very well in order to be an executive assistant? I mean, thinking about, for instance, making PowerPoint presentations for your, for your boss um, or you know, preparing for important meeting or board meetings. Uh, is that part of the work that you used to do?
1: Yes, I did that part of the job, but I would say you grow into it. You cannot do everything at the very first day. And uh, your manager, of course, brings you there where you got to go. Normally, you are uh, being introduced by a former uh, assistant, or if you have a a job which has created newly, you grow into, into the job together with your manager. I liked it a lot when the manager saw me as a sparing partner and not like his helper. And this makes it very interesting. To give you a little example, the best uh, times I had when my managers and me, we had the same thinking. So my, my boss told me something and I could say, well, I did that already, you know, so that I know already before he tells me what you have to do. And this is the best what can happen to you.
0: There's a good synergy between the two of you, so you can an- anticipate a lot.
1: Yeah, I have to say it it must be a match in your are in such a position, because otherwise the job can become really frustrating. And uh, quite frankly, I had this and I had the other, you know. Uh, yeah. Also, I had jobs where I couldn't get along with my boss at all, and it was a constant fight. Then I had the jobs where it was an absolute match, and where it was uh, it was also inspiring when your manager comes to you to your desk puts his puts his feet on your desk and starts to talk a little bit with you how is your life and then he tells you a little bit how is his life he tells you some secrets of course <laughs> this is also a very important part that you have to be very loyal you have to know what, has, uh, what can go out of your uh, office door and what not. And this is also uh, a very challenging part, that you got to know lots of things before other people know it.
0: Have you had um, female directors and male directors
1: both or um, only men? As far as I can remember, I think I only had male managers. And quite frankly, I like them more better than the female. <laughs> Why is because that? F- I can tell you because female bosses, it's always a kind of a competition. And with uh, male, uh, you know, male and female, they are not the same emotionally, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, female, when they have their bad hair, day, let's put it that way. You really get to know it, okay? And uh, with, a, with a male, with a, with a male boss, I don't think he will show off like that, you know. Either your boss has a bad mood, and then you know when he has a bad mood, or he has a good mood, and you know it too. So it's like a marriage with a, with a manager, and that's what I liked, you know It's a, a professional marriage <laughs> a with professional a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's a professional marriage, and and uh, what can I say? I ha- I think I had once or twice I had female females uh, female supervisors, but uh, what can I say? I I, I went along uh, with everybody more or less uh, fine, uh, except maybe for one or two, but that was uh, maybe from the beginning not a good start, and I should have known before.
0: Okay, and then uh, what do you say that the the main uh, character traits are in order to be able to do this job well or to enjoy it? What do you think you have that made you like this profession for so many years?
1: Definitely, you need to be able to communicate with people. I have to say that. And you need to be able to have the certain feeling for uh, what is secret what is not secret i mean you cannot be like a person that talks a lot around on the floor and so and speaks up everywhere uh, sometimes you have to behave discreetly and uh sometimes uh, you have to shut up you know and you have to realize <laughs> yeah, when to you know. have to use this portion of your job and This is, I think, the difficult part. But also this, um, not everybody is born for this job. uh, And this is why it is so interesting. I think it it takes a lot of uh, of skills. And it's a never-ending story. I mean, you can learn every day something new. And that's what made it so interesting. And with every job that you change, it's like a complete new thing because you have a complete new company, you have a new topic, you have a new manager, he works differently, you have new tools, you have new colleagues, you have a, a new branch, you know? And so it's, uh, that's what I liked.
0: Yeah, good. How many, year, how many years would you stay in, a, in the same job as a, you know, executive assistant of, of one specific person?
1: I have to admit that uh, it doesn't make sense if you are a job hopper. Okay. First of all, it doesn't look good in your CV in such a position. Right. Secondly, as I said beforehand, you grow into your job. I have been in the happy position that my jobs were, my my positions, I could keep them for many years always, three, four, five, six years, my last uh, in my last job, I was in—I was six years, and this is a good timing to say either you can go up a little bit further in the in the in the ladder, or you stay as you are, or your your job changes, or your manager changes. Because in 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 four, five, six years, so many factors can change, and it's never consistent.
0: So. We are now toward the end, I wanted to ask what you plan to do next, because you said that two years ago you stopped. Was there a specific reason why you stopped?
1: Yes, I stopped because I was more or less in a bore out. My job changed so dramatically because the the management uh, left. i mean i I, uh, I used to support uh, six managers, and I used to support three managers on top of these six managers. I supported a team of about 50 people. Yeah, and I did this all on my own. And then uh, from more or less one day to the other, when the well-known C topic came up, my job became completely different because my managers didn't travel anymore, some managers had left already. The company restructured, so meaning there uh, were some tasks which uh, I shouldn't be able to do anymore, which I was not asked anymore to be to be doing them. And I was sent to the home office, so uh, out of sight, out of ears, and I was more or less forgotten. So, uh, yeah, it was a very hard way. And then uh, at the end of the year, I had to take a decision. Either you realize when your time is up, because when you can't get any further and when your way is only going down, you got to change something, or you are completely lost.
0: Okay. And what do you do now?
1: Now I'm self-employed. Uh, I'm an online management assistant. Okay. In 2020, just uh, more or less at the same time when I when I quit my job, I did an um, a new training course and I learned all the skills which are nowadays needed when you work online because I love working from home. I mean, for me, it was absolute luck. I could work from home and I realized that this is now my world. And now I support people all over the globe, more or Ah. less. Yes. And I work for them. I, uh, I do more or less, Different tasks, but uh, you can always pull a draw from what you know from all the befo- all all the years before, and the know-how in this position. What I have now, I'm now my own boss. I can choose my managers, and they are not my managers anymore. They are my sparing partners. I can choose them. I'm not chosen anymore, and I can set the rules. And this is something really interesting, and it's makes my, my day. You know. It's very, very nice. What's the biggest lesson you've learned? The biggest lesson what I learned? Yes, when you realize that you are misused or that you are not uh, appreciated anymore, either you do something about it, you change it or you speak up. But don't uh, let managers shift you around and... um, Ask for appreciation and if it's not working out, you've got to do something because you will not be happy. It must be a complete match and you must go with a happy face every day to the office. Yeah, This is, this is my main learning and uh, sometimes we're not so funny, but uh, yeah, there is a time where you realize it, that you have to change it and try to be a sparing partner and not only an assistant or supporter, and then you are doing the best. For Gabi, executive
0: assistance is like a professional marriage. (laughs) What is your experience as assistant? Share your job tale with me at jobtalespodcast at gmail.com.